Hey guys, it's Psychology Babe, and today I'm going to get back um, to our psychology series that we were doing. We're going to talk about neuropsychology today. Neuropsychology is a branch of psychology that focuses on how behavior and cognition are related to the brain and the rest of the nervous system. It involves studying the structure and function of the brain to understand how it influences behavior and mental processes. Here are some real world examples of how neuropsychology is applied. Number one, brain injury rehabilitation. Neuropsychologists work with individuals who have experienced traumatic brain injuries, TBIs, to assess cognitive deficits and develop rehabilitation programs to improve cognitive functions. Number two, neuropsychological assessment. Clinicians use neuropsychological tests to evaluate cognitive abilities, memory, attention, and other functions. This is often done to diagnose conditions such as dementia or assess cognitive changes after a brain injury. Number three, epilepsy treatment. Neuropsychological assessments help in understanding how epilepsy affects cognitive functions. This information can be used to tailor treatment plans such as surgical interventions to manage seizures. Number four, stroke recovery. Neuropsychologists assist stroke survivors in recovering cognitive functions affected by the stroke. This may involve developing strategies to cope with memory loss, attention difficulties, or language problems. Number five, ADHD evaluation. Neuropsychological assessments play a role in diagnosing and understanding attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, by examining specific cognitive functions that might be impacted. Number six, neurodevelopmental disorders. Studying the neuropsychology of disorders like autism spectrum disorder, ASD, helps researchers and clinicians understand the underlying neurological factors contributing to these conditions. Number seven, pharmacological research. Neuropsychologists may be involved in clinical trials and research focused on the effects of medications on cognitive functions, particularly in conditions like Alzheimer's disease. Number eight, rehabilitation after neurosurgery. Individuals who undergo neurosurgery may require neuropsychological rehabilitation to regain cognitive functions affected by the surgical intervention. Number nine, sports-related concussion management. Neuropsychological assessments are used in sports medicine to evaluate and manage concussions, helping determine when it is safe for an athlete to return to play. Number 10, assessment of learning disabilities. Neuropsychological assessments can provide insights into the cognitive processes underlying learning disabilities, helping educators tailor interventions to individual needs. In essence, neuropsych Psychology contributes significantly to our understanding of brain behavior relationships and plays a crucial role in clinical research and rehabilitation settings. And also, it's good for the assessment of cognitive impairment in aging. Neuropsychological assessments are used to evaluate cognitive decline associated with aging, helping to differentiate normal aging from more concerning conditions. Also, psychiatric disorders. Neuropsychology plays a role in understanding the cognitive aspects of psychiatric disorders such as schizophrenia or bipolar disorder to enhance treatment strategies.
These examples illustrate the broad applications of neuropsychology across various domains, emphasizing its role in both understanding and improving cognitive and emotional well-being in real-world situations. Now, while neuropsychology might not be the central focus in many movies, there are some movies that touch upon or incorporate elements of neuropsychology, brain function, or related themes. And so here's a couple of examples. You guys have probably seen some of these. If you have not, take a look at them. There's a couple on here that I've seen that are really good. Um, number one, Awakenings. Uh, based on a true story, this film explores the effects of a drug that awakens catatonic patients, and it delves into the neurological aspects of their conditionings. Number two, A Beautiful Mind. This film portrays the life of John Nash, a brilliant mathematician who faces challenges due to schizophrenia. While not focused solely on neuropsychology, it provides insights into mental health. Number three, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. This unique romantic science fiction film involves a procedure to erase memories. The narrative explores the psychological and emotional consequences of manipulating memory. Number four, The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Based on the memoir of Jean Dominique Balby, this film depicts his life after a stroke that left him with locked-in syndrome providing insights into the psychological experience. Number five, Rain Man. I think we've all seen Rain Man. This classic film features Dustin Hoffman as an autistic savant with exceptional memory and mathematical abilities, exploring the neurological aspects of his character. Number six, Concussion. This film tells the true story of Dr. Bennett Amalu, a forensic pathologist who discovers the link between American football and chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which is CTE, a neurodegenerative disease, which is so huge in football right now. You guys know I'm a huge football fan. Number seven, Memento. While more focused on memory than neuropsychology, this Christopher Nolan film follows a man with short-term memory loss and explores how he copes with his condition. Number eight, Phenomenon, starring John Travolta. This film tells the story of a man who develops extraordinary cognitive abilities after seeing a strange light. It touches on the themes of brain function and perception. While these films incorporate elements related to neuropsychology, it's important to note that they often take creative liberties for storytelling purposes, but they can, however, spark interest and discussions about various aspects of the brain and human behavior. So guys, this is just another branch of psychology that's fascinating. This is why, you know, I've told you guys many times that I love psychology because it is so broad and there are so many branches and it's so great to learn about a lot of the different branches as I'm going through and, and, and talking to you guys. I'm also learning things as well because I just find it fascinating. And so we'll be back. We'll continue and, you know, keep going through all of the branches. And I just think it's, you know... It's a wonderful way to learn about psychology. Um, maybe people will hear something that interests them and, and may want them to pursue a degree in psychology. I mean, you never know. So I hope you guys enjoyed it and I will be back soon with our with another episode. Thank you.